Welcome to the Spring into Data podcast series by SAP. This podcast series is a follow-up to our analytics series of last year. We are not letting grass grow under our data. Our new 2021 spring collection of podcasts will take an even deeper look at analytics topics like master data governance, data-driven strategies, content management, and more. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Spring into Data with SAP session today. My name is Greg Strauss, and I'm the Senior Director in SAP Center of Excellence covering our regulated industries practice. I'm delighted to be today's host for our session and take you through this journey. We've got an exciting session for you today, and uh, I've got a colleague of mine, Bob Sokolos, who's a strategic account program evangelist. Our session today is going to be on our business technology platform, um, and it's really about how we can help customers uh, be nimble, adaptable, and resilient, um, you know, bring real-time data, uh, bring better insights, um, and, and really get to know the ins and outs of our business technology platform and how it can uh, help evolve your business. Uh, so with that said, why don't we go ahead and get started, Bob? Thanks a lot, Greg. So really glad to be here today. Um, I'm going to kind of go through this presentation pretty quickly so we leave, leave a little bit of time for Q&A at the end. But this is absolutely the problem everybody is facing. How do you become more nimble, more adaptable, more resilient? When you've been a successful company that's been around for many, many years, serving customers, and all of a sudden, you know, things like COVID hit, and you absolutely have to become more integrated, more intelligent, more effective, more efficient in your processes. As I travel the country, I ask this question of a lot of different people. And the, the answer is universal, right? Are most IT vendors helping you simplify? And the answer is really no, not, not so much. If, if you look at you know, Matt Turk, everybody's probably seen this chart on the internet. He gathers up who are the vendors that are serving in data and AI. And it's an incredible list of, of different companies. But the problem is the majority of these companies are adding more complexity to your landscape, not less. You have to move your data to their servers to get the insights. You have to glue on more things onto the model. And even if I narrow this list to just the top 25, integrating all these things together becomes very, very difficult. And so the, the good news is that, you know, we, SAP, are very much focused on how do you simplify that. The other half of the question that I think mat that matters a lot, are most vendors trying to help you maximize the value of all the different investments that you've made over the years in your IT systems? The answer is very few. Most people are just trying to add one more thing to the equation. But the problem is that the operational departments within your company are, are really wanting to move much faster today. IT is going to have to do things differently to keep up. Gardner Group recently put out a, 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 a recommendation, basically. They said, look, the world is going to change more in the next five years than it has in the last 50. And I think all of us have lived through the last decades, and there's been an incredible amount of change. And the truth is, it's not optional. Because of what's happening in the, in the world today, you must move faster if you're going to stay in, in lockstep, you're going to gain market share, you're going to do all that kind of stuff, right? So IT must do things differently. It's really not an optional thing. The truth is, most organizations' IT systems are rigid and complex. It's an incredibly difficult challenge. SAP can help because we overcame this problem ourselves. We went out and bought success factors and field glass and concur, and we had to make everything work, work, work well together. So we took our best practices, our best engineering, and we created the business technology platform to simplify systems 
so that our customers can maximize the value of their IT investments and innovate and adapt to change like a startup. The truth is the single biggest problem all companies face is complexity. It is incredibly difficult to innovate and you're spending way too much of your budget just trying to keep the lights on. Data moves all over your enterprise, it's often transformed. There's huge lags in the time that it takes to get from point A to point B within your enterprise. If you can figure out a way to overcome this complexity, you can move forward. The good news is SAP's mission since the day we were founded almost 50 years ago is that we believe that the whole must be greater than the sum of the parts to maximize the value of your existing systems. Modularity is the key. We use the best technology over the decades, and in the past, the best way to get it done, back when we had mainframes and then we went to client server and then finally internet took off, was to create these big monolithic apps. That is a thing of the past. Everything is now becoming more, more modular. And through modularity, we're able to be far more real time. We can be cloud first. We can take advantage of cloud economics to get there. Modularity is the key to conquering complexity. But while you're going there, you can't ignore your point A. You have to figure out a way to, to overcome this while becoming a lot more modular and a lot more nimble. What I really see in my mind is the insides of a Swiss watch. All these gears have to intermesh. Everything has to work perfectly. All the little levers have to work just right. And when they do, you can report the numbers to the C-suite on time. You can report your numbers to Wall Street on time. But this is exactly why all of us at this moment are kind of worried about doing too many upgrades in a year. There's a lot of risk involved when everything is so tightly integrated. The truth is we need a new model. So Greg, let me ask you a question. Have you ever worried if you download a new fitness app to your Apple smartwatch that suddenly core timekeeping is gonna stop working? <laughs> That's a great question, Bob. No, no, I sure haven't. <laughs> yeah, it, the, the model inside this watch that's on my wrist is incredibly different. The reason that we don't worry whether we download fitness apps or bus schedule apps or calorie you know, tracking apps is that there's secure connectors that surround the core systems within the watch. So no matter what I download from whichever country in the world that it was developed in, core timekeeping keeps working. So does the core calendar. So does core messaging. All these things continue to work flawlessly, even though that fitness app absolutely is getting timings back from the innards of the watch it understands what time it is as you go for your bike ride, right? So this is the exact same model that we need within our enterprise systems. We need this new, highly modular playbook in our systems architecture so that we can insulate those core systems, those core finance systems, those core HR systems, while we innovate at the edge. This absolutely sums up how you conquer the complexity in your systems. So this is my highly simplified view of what's in BTP. It has everything you need for integration and extension, making everything work well together while you customize off-the-shelf apps to fit your environment the best. It has everything you need for data fabric. So now you can take, you can get better insights from the data and play the data where it lies. It has a really cool feature, cool capability within Analytics Cloud, where you can now take advantage of pre-built content and create analytics that not only give you the traditional BI stuff, but also includes predictive and planning in an easy to use fashion. It's got business-ready content so you can move quicker. It helps create this idea of modularity that I've talked about that helps you conquer the complexity problem. 
And lastly, it lets you connect all these other intelligence technologies. So if you want to create a chatbot, for example, for your customers, suddenly that just snaps in and becomes part of that entire world. BTP is SAP's precision engineer platform for the modular future. It's how we are, it basically shows how we're building everything new on top of the BTP, right? It, so whether we're talking about S4 in the intelligence suite or our solutions that are designed specifically for industries and industry cloud, or whether we're talking about our business network where we're connecting different businesses together, or our business process intelligence layer that we're working on right now to make sure that processes flow well across your departmental silos. Everything new is being built on top of BTP. If you develop on top of BTP, and SAP is now developing everything new on top of BTP, you'll be able to stay lockstep with SAP so you don't paint yourself into a corner. Everything that you create will not create technical debt. The new innovations that you've created, let's say you create a new mobility app for your customers, it will work because everything is now modular, right? And all this business technology platform runs on top of your favorite infrastructure cloud. So, you know, what are the benefits of BTP? Because I think that's the most important. It really comes down to about nine of them. First and foremost, BTP was created for that first letter, the B in BTP, right? It's how do we optimize your business processes because that's where the rubber hits the road. If it changes within your business process, your organization runs more efficiently. An incredibly important thing is to reduce departmental silos. Too often, you know, we're just trying to serve our customer but it crosses three or four different departments within our enterprise. And that's an incredibly big problem because the, the customer's experience, they want to deal with you as an entity, not as a department. And if you can't hand off the work in an efficient fashion, you're not reducing those departmental silos. Ultimately, for making better decisions, we're all trying to get to a single version of the truth. It, it doesn't do any good when executives show up in a conference room and they all have their own spreadsheet and their spreadsheets don't match. It's hard to make a good decision. Everybody's arguing about whose data is most valid. You're, what we're really trying to get to is where we're enabling everybody, not just the executives. The CFO can usually get an answer to a data question by just asking. Enough MBAs go running out to figure it out, and the data comes back. But, it, but to make better decisions throughout your enterprise, you have to enable true self-service and combine it with predictive and with planning to have a truly good effect. Ultimately, you know, the main purpose that I've talked about already is that we have to integrate everything together and maximize the value of your investments. You gain more valuable insights when you combine data from multiple departments. There's always embedded analytics that's available in one department, but it's completely different when you're able to put together the data from multiple departments to make better decisions. Ultimately, we're trying to deliver smart automation to become a more efficient company and to make your people's lives better through this smart automation. Nobody wants to go to work and beat their head against their desk because they have to scan 5,000 new vendor invoices. Those kind of things absolutely need to be automated in the future. Ultimately, we're trying to win this battle versus the runaway complexity. It is the single biggest problem that's holding IT back from serving the operational departments well. And lastly, of course, stay in sync with vendors like SAP. So as SAP comes out with new advances, and we are absolutely creating new stuff weekly. I mean, it's just the, the, the speed of the cloud is incredible. You want to be able to stay in sync so that way you get the upgrades, you get those cloud economics that exist. Ultimately, we suggest, we recommend putting BTP on your favorite infrastructure cloud. Why is that? Well, we're really working on different things. With SAP, we are focused on making your enterprise run better. The way we do that is to 
optimize your business processes first and foremost. We help everyone within the enterprise make better decisions through great data. We help you defeat those departmental silos. And ultimately, and this is something only SAP can do, we help you operationalize these new insights directly back into the business process so the people that are working with the system get the value from those insights and make better decisions throughout their, 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 their day. In the meantime, the infrastructure companies are absolutely helping technologists with technology challenges. Now, the, the challenges that I'm talking about are things like optimizing your compute, scaling your storage, adding additional bandwidth, or expanding to additional data centers. These are the things that they're great at, you know, things like containers and Kubernetes, all that stuff. Absolutely leverage the best of AWS or Azure or Google Cloud Platform. That's, that's why they exist. SAP exists to help your enterprise run its best, focus on the business processes, while the infrastructure guys are doing everything they can to make sure that the technology problems are solved as well. The key difference between what we're doing and what they're doing comes down to this. We are single-mindedly focused on this idea of how do you become much more productive. In, in our experience, if you leverage BTP well, you can be three times or five times more productive. The best way I can describe this, I think, is through an analogy. So, Greg, imagine that your boss walks in the room and says, you know, Greg, look, we've got the, I don't know, the city of Seattle coming in next week into our office, and we really want to impress them. We're an architecture firm, for example. And so uh, this week, this huge conference table, but we really want to impress these guys that are coming in. So I want you to go out there and, bring, and build this huge Lego city that covers the entire conference table so they can be impressed with how meticulous we are, how well we engineered this thing. So when they walk in, they're like, wow, that is truly incredible. So, Greg, let me ask you a question. Faced with this challenge, you got to get it done by Monday. Would you go out to the Lego store at the, at the local mall and buy a bunch of these city kits that are already pre-designed to build skyscrapers and firehouses and all these kind of things? Or would you go buy a huge bag of Lego blocks and then start building it from scratch? What would you do? Well, that's a great question, Bob. Um, you know, having young kids, I'm uh, very well-versed in putting Legos together. So um, I would have to say that Lego kits are probably the best way to go there, um, you know, yeah, if that's yeah, efficient. Absolutely. Why is that? Because this is like real life. There's always a deadline. There is always a deadline. And you want to get it right. You only have one shot to get it right. The city, the city of Seattle is going to be here on Monday. Well, this is absolutely a parallel universe to what we offer at SAP. SAP is offering these Lego city kits, pre-engineered services and content, so you can accomplish your business goal. Our partners, absolutely, you can use Amazon Web Services to create this Lego city, but it's starting from scratch. You configure your server. You start working with Java. You start writing code. That's what you're going to wind up, and you're going to try to get this done. You hope your architecture and your blueprints for your application and your all that stuff starts with a white page, right? This is the difference between SAP and infrastructure when it comes to solving business problems. City kits. These are the things that are 85, 90, 95% written for you so that you can accomplish your business goals. It runs on top of your favorite infrastructure. So that way, you know, in the future, let's say you're with AWS today and you want to move to Google Cloud Platform in the future, you can do that as well because everything is modular. It has great integration to everything that you have from SAP. 
So this is how you put the, the whole greater than some of the parts with all the different SAP systems. And at the same time, we have open connectors so that all the other things that you've purchased for your enterprise can now be connected as well. So that everything works well together. So now, you know, let's imagine you want to create a new supplier portal. You would use our supplier, I mean, I'm sorry, our portal technology as a starting basis, so you don't have to start from scratch. You'd want it to connect the existing systems within your enterprise, so you'd use all our connectivity layers. You then would want to have security and single sign-on, so you'd use our security components and configure those as well. You might want this portal to actually create tickets or, or POs or whatever within the SAP system, so you would use workflow to make sure that it funnels back to all the different SAP systems. Now, let's say the product you're actually trying to create for your suppliers is analytics in, in basis. So then you would use our embedded analytics components to now be able to create those wonderful screens for the suppliers so they know where they're at. And because you do language, I mean, you do business in three different countries, you might want to include translation as well. You would use Business Application Studio to assemble all those things together. And 85, 90% of that would be just like the city kit. It would all be written for you. So if there's one word that I think everybody should remember as to what's the difference between what SAP does with business technology platform and what everybody else does, it's this one word. It's content. We are giving you content, not just capability in the cloud. You can assemble these things together. You can make things happen quickly. You can go home a hero because the IT department delivered in just a few weeks. It's an incredible you know, world. So our content starts with these microservices. But then we have more for integration. We have over 1,500 different integration adapters, APIs, connectors, so that everything works well together. You're not writing any of that from scratch, and you're not maintaining it, and that is incredibly important. You don't want to create an integration within some integration tool, but that every single time SAP changes their end or a, a third-party vendor changes at their end, you have to re-engineer it and make sure it works well together again. SAP is taking that on. So if you use our integration content, we actually will update the content as the different ends of the equation change. So it's no longer a part of your growing technical debt that, that dominates the co your company right now. We also are creating bots. Remember my, my example that I used about scanning vendor invoices, right? You want this idea that you're, you, you can take an off-the-shelf bot from SAP and have it start working for you within your enterprise. So we're creating more and more bots as you go with our ERP systems and, and those kind of things to make sure the, the, the things that need to be automated get automated quickly. We also have industry-specific analytics already created in analytics clouds. So you're not starting with a blank sheet of paper there as well. So if you want to create a new dashboard for your executives, you start with a well-engineered industry-specific dashboard and then adjust it to, to meet your needs, once again, not starting from scratch. So let's say, you know, let's, let's, let's come up with a use case. So let's say you want to send a new, you know, I'm an electrical utility, and I want to send a text to my customer when my person is on their way to fix your, your problem. With SAP, we actually create use case blueprints. So you don't start from scratch even in the design phase. You can find a use case for how do you move this project forward and start sending messages directly to your customers. And you don't have to work that out from scratch as well. This is exactly how we make companies much more productive. It's a matter of not writing everything from scratch. Quick customer examples that I think can illustrate these points really well. My first one is, is very COVID specific. Parkland Hospital in Dallas, Texas runs the busiest emergency room in America. Huge amount of ER visits, 
in, in 2019. And you can imagine what happened when COVID broke out. They absolutely had a crucial need. You know, how did they become more agile, more resilient in the pandemic? Now, the good news is Parkland already had business technology platform, SAC, our analytics cloud components, as well as CPEA, which is the best way to purchase, in truth, uh, a lot of the BTP components, right? They realized that way too much of their stuff was absolutely paper-based and the way the world was going and how you know beds were filling up and where are the ventilators and all these kind of problems that existed. They had to create a COVID-19 command center. They wanted a, they wanted something that would work for multiple roles within the within the hospital, not just the executives, but the healthcare providers themselves, right? So what's incredible is they were able to create three major applications, this, this command center, as well as an inventory tracker to figure out where everything is. It used to be paper-based, it took way too long as well as a symptom checker with a chat bot so that their call centers wouldn't be overwhelmed. And because it's in Dallas, it actually had to work in multiple languages using that translation capability. So BTP helped them react in just four weeks and become incredibly efficient. Here's the comments from their VP of IT. He basically said this thing made an incredible difference and it actually saved people's lives. Being able to adapt quickly, being able to become a very resilient and nimble part of their community. A story I absolutely love is Vestas. Vestas builds more of these, these electrical generating windmills than anybody in the world. They really have two sides of their business. One is building new ones, and the other one is actually serving, I mean, uh, being the field engineers to keep them running, right? And so their CEO was absolutely frustrated. Every request that was sent to IT was taking way too long. No matter what he asked for, if it was a major project that was well over a year, well over two years to get it done. They had a very legacy core system. And so they did exactly what I've been talking about They took you know, with the Apple Watch, right? They, they surrounded their core systems, created secure connectors, and they went from being completely paper-based in construction to, being, to having everything on iPads and iPhones in less than eight months. Now, now here's the trick. They actually have, every time they move, they have these huge cranes. Yeah, you've seen the size of these towers. It's incredible. But the cranes that they build them are even larger. And every time you move a crane to the wrong spot, it costs roughly $12,000 to fix the mistake. And when you have a construction trailer that the entire, all the walls are simply covered in, in Post-it notes, it's an easy mistake to have happen, right? So, so they had to figure out a way to make sure that those kind of mistakes were, 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 were overcome. The payback on this project was less than six months. On the field engineering side, all the folks running around trying to keep these things running, they were able to, they basically put the field engineers on an airplane. They went to Apple and Cupertino. They did these design thinking sessions, not from an IT perspective, but from a, a guy who works in the field perspective. They were able to collapse, in essence, 50 legacy apps into six consumer-grade apps that worked on iPhones, Androids, and iPads. Now a technician, but these are absolutely consumer grade. A technician could go pick up his phone, click on the tower he needed to work on. It would tell him the parts that he needs to have on his truck. He could go check his van, make sure he's got everything long before he went out there. He could see how is the, all the different windmills that he was responsible for were producing. What was crazy about the way this thing was built, and I, I think this comment you know, is, is, is the biggest one, KPIs were built into the actual apps to make sure that the field personnel love using it and could use it without training. They could figure out, just like looking up the movies at your local movie theater, they could see what they had to do next. Here's the parts you need. Everything was working 
instantly because the training wasn't required. And they could actually track the KPIs back at their headquarters to make sure that there wasn't anything that was confusing the, the field engineers. So a, an incredible success of becoming agile and quick in a world that often is. My last example is the San Francisco 49ers. This is a 2019 example because we don't have crowds like that in the, in the stadium yet. But the, the whole basic point here is they wanted to transform from a company that basically worked on reports that were two days old. After the fans get to the stadium, they would try to serve the fans as much as, as well as they could. 49 hours later, they would get a report. How did we do? They would try to adjust before the next week's game. They decided to change the entire experience. They integrated all these different systems, parking lots, ticketing, food service, you name it. And then wherever there was a problem, the system would send texts to their workers to say, hey, we've got a problem in the East Stand. The hot dogs are cold or whatever the problem was. But they were in real time able to integrate all these incoming systems as well as integrate all the outreach to the different, all the different workers that are running around the stadium. It absolutely changed the entire experience for the fan base. Incredible thing. As, as Moon put it, it's a fundamental shift in how we operate. This is not incremental growth. Going from being reactive to real time offered a completely different set of possibilities. It just changed the way they do business. BTP got that done. The truth is BTP is absolutely the foundation of what we look at as our most important goal. Too often as I travel the country, I keep hearing people say, oh, intelligent enterprise sounds like a cool marketing term, and it's not. It is absolutely our North Star. It's where we think most companies should go. So let me explain that a little bit because you know I, I think this is not always coming across. Why should you become an intelligent enterprise? Well, let's take a look at where we are today. Today, most enterprises have a crystal clear view of their enterprise, but unfortunately, it's in the rearview mirror. This is an incredibly difficult way to drive a car or to, to drive a company. We have, we're at an incredibly crucial moment in time where we can turn that around. Technology is finally fast enough. We can see what is happening within our enterprise today, this hour, right now. We can start looking at the, rear, the front windshield of our business, in essence. We can see what's coming down the road. We can even have a GPS and figure out that, oh, we, we've got a problem right over the next hill. Now, once you realize that we can now become a real-time enterprise like the 49ers became, the next step's pretty obvious. The next step is going to be more automation. The things that need to be automated get automated, and our knowledge workers can now work on the exceptions, can work on the things that are going to make a big difference. That is what the intelligent enterprise is all about. Most enterprises are only at stage one, trying to sense what is happening. The, what I'm talking about here is collecting big data putting it in cheap storage like S3 or Hadoop systems or whatever, BigQuery. But the next step, the step that's crucially important, is to understand why things are happening within the enterprise. The way you do that is you combine transactional data, which is often an SAP, with that other big data that gives you context. But doing it for last month is not what's going to make a difference. You have to do it in near real time so that you can act in time as part of your business processes to make a difference. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is become better at predicting the future. But you can't become better at predicting the future when you're working on quarter over quarter kind of data. You have to be in near real time to get to that next point. Ultimately, the goal is pretty simple. We're trying to affect positive outcomes for all our stakeholders. And we want the system to, just like a Tesla, 
You want it to become better at driving this road after it's driven the road several times. Same exact thing here. We're trying to get your enterprise systems to learn and improve over time so that this loop becomes a very positive loop that results in more and more positive outcomes. Ultimately, the goal of the intelligent enterprise is to win more customers, to win more constituents, to win more shareholders, stakeholders that are all happy with us so that we are absolutely in a situation where people think that we're the greatest that ever walked, right? So why SAP BTP comes down to this? It enables this real-time forward-facing data-driven intelligent enterprise. It helps you win the battle versus complexity in the departmental silos by, adopt, by helping you adopt this modular, flexible model. Our customers absolutely become much more adaptable, nimble, productive, and resilient as a result. The bottom line is kind of where I started with this entire presentation. The operational departments want to move, must move faster in this new world. IT must do things differently to keep up. You know, what are those things that IT needs to do differently? It kind of comes down to these. Adopt this modular architecture. That's the only way you're going to overcome the complexity. Leverage pre-built content. There's no reason to write a custom piece of code to do something that every single other company needs to do. Your job is to move faster to make sure that the innovations happen more quickly. And SAP is creating all these Lego city kits to help you put that together. Really, another thing that you need to do is to reduce this idea of so much data duplication, sending more data out to some other server to suddenly produce insights that you can't get back into the business processes. All this data duplication, all this data movement is a disaster. Use technologies like SAC to play the data where it lies, to have live connections to the data. It makes an incredible difference in the long run to reduce the complexity this way as well. One of the things that I haven't talked about, but I think is an incredibly important part, is that there's new systems that SAP offers that help you with no-code, low-code, rapid application development. These systems are defeating this problem that we've had with shadow IT, where a business department would just go create something on their own. Instead, it embraces business side development particip participation by having the, the, the business side create the beginning, create the thing that they're going to be happy with. They become part of the baking process, and that's incredibly important. And then IT comes in and uses the other half of rapid application development to make sure all the plumbing works correctly. So you're not creating more data duplication. You're not creating more silos. It's, a, it's an incredibly important part of the, the whole equation. Ultimately, what I have seen is that there's a lot of different enterprises that have created a committee. And this committee it has both business people and IT people on it. And they look at customizations and basically try to figure out, is this strategic? Does it really deserve us writing something custom for this? Or is this something that we can assemble or use off the shelf? This is an incredibly important part of making sure that you can simplify and go fast in the future. And lastly is a thought that I'd like to leave with you. you know, SAP has been pushing this idea of doing more design thinking sessions where you get both the business and IT in the room together. The results have been incredible. People are happy with the results that IT are doing. But way too often, I've seen IT departments say, no, we're going to keep you in your little swim lane and we're going to create all this from scratch using a white sheet of paper. The truth is when the business is in the room, they become much happier with the product that you wind up delivering as an IT department. The way you become nimble, adaptable, and resilient is to defeat this complexity by, by, by being modular. You also want to become integrated in the right way, and that is also a modular way. It's API first. It's open. It's using pre-built content. It's in the cloud. You want to become more intelligent. This is the whole intelligent enterprise world. How do you become more real-time, data-driven, predictive, and forward-facing? 
You want to become more effective, and that's where you use business process intelligence to make sure that your processes are optimized across the different silos. And lastly, to become more efficient, you want to automate things. You want to embed machine learning and AI, not just from SAP, but from other people in the, in the, in the business as well, to make sure that you can serve your customers best. Now, as far as more information, I've got four places I'd like to refer you to. First of all, the SAP website for BTP is great. Absolutely great. It has use cases, has customer success stories. Go to sap.com slash BTP. There's a, there's a, 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 we've redesigned our discovery center. So if you haven't been there in a while, it's incredible. You can Google it. I mean, SAP Discovery Center, or you can just go to this web, this web address. But basically there, you'll see all these different missions that help you get started doing specific kind of things, as well as all these microservices I've been talking about for the last half hour. I wrote my own uh, little white paper that kind of sums up my story. If you go to this location, sapwhitepaper.com, you'll see my, my write-up. So if one of your you know, compadres didn't make it to this session, you can easily send them that so they get an idea what was covered in this session. And lastly, I have my own blog for BTP. If you go to sapbtp.com. So Greg, that's all I had for right now. So did any questions come in while I was going there? Yeah, Bob, that, that was great stuff. Um, you know, first I, I just want to say thank you. Um, and you know, it really shows that SAP has made uh, a real concerted effort, you know, to allow businesses and agencies to be a lot more efficient um, you know, while reducing complexity um, to be a really, you know, intelligent enterprise. And, and I think you told the story very well. Um, you know, this is really well, well, good stuff. And Well, well I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but if, a few years ago, SAP had this, like, run simple, you know, right. whatever right. you call it, that tagline. And, and I'm not sure that anybody realized all these components that we were putting together. We kind of had this vision in our own heads that was probably still two or three years out. And so, you know, Run Simple well, existed, but people didn't realize that we were actually creating the technologies to make sure that that can actually happen. And we've now changed our helping businesses run at their best, but we're doing that through the same basic theme that we've had for years. How do we simplify your world, make it more modular, and make everything work well together? Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, before we do wrap up, uh, there are a few questions in the chat. So um, why don't we go ahead and take a, take a few of those real quick, Bob. Uh, the first one is, is this all from SAP or is it open and inclusive of other technologies as well? We've gotten very realistic this decade. We, this is definitely open. We've, we've realized you know, customers have a tremendous amount of investment, not only in SAP technologies, but in a lot of other technologies. And, and the, the entire theme is, to, you know, modularity is how you move into the future. And so, absolutely, we have open connectors for integration. We, you know, I, I talked a little bit about machine learning and AI, even though that wasn't the exact topic here. But the truth is, you know, let's say you want to create an application that you can use your phone to then recognize a part that you want to take out to that windmill. That image recognition technology may be best from TensorFlow and Google. So absolutely, we've created all the plumbing you need to be able to use third-party stuff, whether it comes down to image recognition. I th actually think we pulled off a project like that with Swarovski, the crystals, you know. Uh, but but the whole point is use the best of the technology that's out there, and we absolutely realize not every single piece of that technology will come from SAP. So I hope, hope that answers the question. 
Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, it's all about reducing complexity. 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 <laughs> Sorry, um, and and keeping it simple. So, um, you know, great answer. Uh, second question. Uh, you know, Bob, you mentioned that one of the benefits was combining data from different areas to get better insights. Can you expound on that a little bit? Okay, so I'll try to give an example. Every application that you purchase, you know, whether you're buying an HR app or a transportation management app or a warehousing app, there is some level of analytics that come with that. And I'm not, and, I, and I'm, this could come from an SAP app or a third-party app. It doesn't matter. But there's always analytics. So let, let's imagine, uh, in my theoretical example here, okay, so let, let's say you're a manufacturer, kind of comes to mind, and and you have a manufacturing app, the embedded analytics within the manufacturing app could be like how many how many widgets did we build? How much how much of this widget did we build at this cost this week? Pretty simple analytic, but you get the you get you can get the answer to that question. And if that same enterprise has a different sales app, the sales app may have data in it like how many of this widget did we sell to this customer at what price? So that's embedded analytics. The manufacturing side is giving you the cost and productivity of manufacturing, while the sales data is giving you who did we sell it to at what price. But now if you combine the data from manufacturing and from sales, suddenly you can ask some much more interesting questions like how profitable is it? Because you now have the manufacturing side combined with the sales side. And now let's say you add a third piece of data, and that would be the, the supply chain side. So now you find out how much it actually cost to ship the widget to this customer. So all of a sudden, you could actually decide, oh, I might be able to give customer A you know, favorable shipping terms so I can become more competitive in my marketplace because I can now see how much it costs to build it. I can see how much it costs to sell. I mean, how much I make margin-wise to sell it. And I realize that it's easier to distribute my product to a customer that's in this metro than in that metro. So now if you take a step back and you get all these three different pieces of data, three different departments, manufacturing, sales, and supply chain, now if you're in the C-suite, you might say, oh my goodness, where should we apply our capital? So we, where do we want to build our newest distribution center? And then you realize, well, if we build a distribution center in Albuquerque, New Mexico, we're going to become much more competitive in the Southwest and we'll be able to and we'll be able to model what our profitability is going to look like because now we're going to be a much shorter shipping for that entire area of the country. So by combining the data across different areas, you are able to come up with much better insights that can make better decisions across the board, whether it's competitiveness with customers or it's where do I apply my capital. All these kind of things kind of just, just kind of come to the fore. And so SAP has absolutely realized this. So we're using our technologies like Data Warehouse Cloud, and SAC with the idea that you play the data where it lies, but you get this, the, the greater insights of combining data across multiple areas and trying to get to that single version of the truth. Well, that's great, Bob. I mean, that, that was a great example, so I appreciate it. Um, we've got time for one last question, and I, I think this is a great one, um, but it's, you know, what's the best way to get started? Without a doubt, it's actually, uh, you know, I would say you want to license the CPEA model, which is the enterprise agreement model. And you, you might ask me why, and it's pretty simple. Customers that purchase via the CPEA are much happier than customers that purchase individual items. And I'll, I'll describe it to you this way. You know, let's imagine, Greg, that you've got a, a small tool chest, you've got a hammer, you've got a saw, 
you got a few you got a few items in your tool chest but not a lot and and so the you you've bought these tools for a very specific use case you were going to build a tree house for your kids out in the back right and the tools you bought were just for the tree house and this thing you know it's not it's not a work of art but the kids love it and now your wife walks in the room and says hey greg i want you to build some really pretty cabinets for our kitchen if you just licensed the saw and the the hammer and a few items items like that do you have the tools in your back pocket to suddenly create these really pretty cabinets for your wife? And the answer is probably not. You'd want to have a nice little Dremel tool that you can do the little curly cue things and all that kind of stuff. If a customer purchases via the enterprise agreement, and this is exactly why we created it, you basically get the vast majority of tools within the BTP available to you, but you actually don't have to pay for them until you use the credits. It's kind of like buying a Dave & Buster's credit card, like a, you know, points card. You only use your credits on the video games that you're playing around Dave and Buster's. In this case, you're only going to pay for this. So you use the saw, you use the hammer to build the the, the treehouse, but now you don't need those anymore. Now you want a, a circular saw and you want this little circular thing and all that kind of stuff. So you stop using your credits on your first use case and you start using your credits on the second use case. You're not painted into a corner just because your business changed their specifications six months through. You don't have to run back upstairs to the CFO and say, hey, Mr. CFO, I need more money. That's never a good conversation. So the whole point is that if you purchase with the enterprise agreement, you basically have this Dave & Buster's card with points on it, and you can use it on just the services you need, and you are now flexible and resilient and able to be nimble as new use cases happen or as things change within your environment. So I just, I think I just mucked up and put four different analogies together in one conversation there, but I hope that made sense. No, I think I, I think that's great, Bob. Um, and I'll make sure to call you when I get ready to build that uh, that treehouse. But um, you know, if if anybody out there wants more information, you know, about our our CPA our cloud platform enterprise agreement, um, I would say reach out to your you know your account executives, um, you know, your SAP uh, point of contact uh, to get more information on that as well. And, and Bob and myself will make ourselves available if you have any questions too. And, and I just want to say thank you, Bob. You know, it was a great session today. Um, we got a lot out of it. Um, it's a lot of great information. Um, so, you know, with that said, I, I want to thank you for joining our Spring Into Data with SAP session today. Here's to wishing you a spring into your step. Have a fantastic day.